everyone. Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 22. This is your Resident Evil Bone King. And this is Liz Oak. And this is Agent Masterful Dude to Doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most. Really surprising to have Liz back finally on the show after a long time. Yes. I guess she's been in Toluca Lake resurrecting Mary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're just going to straight up reference an ending? Like, come on, man. Yeah, but also, you know... That was the spur of the argument the last time you guys were on about oh, Silent Hill 2 and how big of a piece of shit James is. And speaking of the theme for the show, the reason why Silent Hill fans are crying. <laughs> what? We're you, getting a Resi 3 remake. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny because there's like this whole Eat like... shit, bitches! Oh, Suck God. it, Konami! Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's where it's coming from. Because I was about to say, like, there's this weird stigma that like Silent Hill fans should be upset. And it's like, yeah, I mean, well, what do you expect, Konami? You so far should be like expecting Masahiro Ito. As a fellow Silent Hill fan, I'm just saying I would not ever expect another Silent Hill game. Does that make sense? Wow, that's a bit sad. <laughs> no, it would be something like, you know, Night Cry, where it's something like an offshoot made with the same people, and it's kind of like, you know, but cause, just take Konami out of the equation, and you're good, you know? I just want Konami to sell the rights, that's all. Something. They're making enough money with Yu-Gi-Oh. No, man, they're going to hold on to it because they know it's worth something, even if they don't do anything with it. And because they don't want some of the money. And they're they evil. Want- all of the, the money. money. Yes, thank you. Maybe a big Jim Sterling amen, I guess. Yep. <laughs> so so uh, is there any other news before we jump headfirst into Resident Evil 3? Because I yeah, have so have, much on that shit. We have some news. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, but it'll drop on a Friday. Wow, ruin the illusion. The illusion of grandeur. Whoa. Because Doomsday Clock finally comes to an end. This fucking two-year-long comic book event. Finally comes to an end in uh, this Wednesday, tomorrow. 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 And And I don't know. I thought that was actually a really good um, song. Tomorrow? No, Doomsday Clock. Oh. Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, Okay. So (laughs) I can't be the only one who heard Zitgeist, right? Like, come on. So there's already spoilers for the book coming out, and they're Mm. already detailing another comic book event that may or may not come out in five years. Oh, great. Uh, Speaking of DC, Brandon Routh had one demand for Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is also something I'm watching. I can't wait till it's over. I never want to see it again. (laughs) Uh, Brandon Routh said he wanted to be the same Superman from Superman Returns, or at least the same uh, Christopher Reeves-like Superman, which, yeah, he hit in uh, Spade. Uh, Liz has something here. Okay. Um, So... Persona 5 is getting a sequel, and that's pretty cool, and it's breaking the the traditional game mechanic of being a hack and slash instead of turn-based. So Yeah, because from my understanding, Persona okay. 5 was ha- uh, a turn-based. Uh, if I may, Liz. If you may. Have you played <laughs> the other Persona spinoffs? Obviously, if you're into Persona, like stuff like Q or, or Arena or anything like that. Okay, but this isn't a spinoff game. This <laughs> do you see, is a do you see sequel. She's automatically defending because the stories in those are so lackluster. I can only imagine this spinoff is not going to add anything of value. Wait, wasn't Everyone's one like, of them where it's you get a to sequel. Kill Hitler? 
It's a sequel in the sense that stuff happens afterward, but you know what? Persona 4 Dancing All Night is technically a sequel to Persona 4, and that story is abysmal and does nothing. If you're gonna say that, then that means that Arena was technically a sequel, because Correct. if you go through the story, yes. it takes And the story was over. terrible. Do you notice it's a theme with all these spinoffs? Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, YouTube. I'm just saying, like, because I'm not saying it's bad, the games themselves. The games are fine, but they keep saying, oh yeah, this is canon. This is 100% canon that the gang runs into a dance troupe and has to dance with all the monsters to get rid of them. That's in the same storyline as fucking, like, OG. I don't know, it's just kind of weird. Just, just tell us the truth, George. You can't dance. I well, I actually will have you know I platinum that fucking game, <laughs> so you can check that shit. I actually yeah, platinum look, dancing all night. On the Bone King TV. Yeah, man, Twitch, it's there. My Steam library, my no, oh, well, my PlayStation library trophy. Whatever. Uh, real quick, back to me with the Resi. Annette is announced as a DLC. Speaking or, or add-on content for Resident Evil. Uh, no, what you what re- Project Resistance. Resistance? Yes. I, I'd really, Resident Evil not Outbreak. She's definitely got to be a fucking um, character that's included. Because that'd be ridiculous if it was just the one dude. And then now, the newest show on DC Universe right now. Oh my god, the Harley Quinn show is so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. I mean, they go a little bit raunchy like here and there. but it, it, <laughs> It's but very I mean, raunchy. But I mean, it's not bad. No, um, no, it's actually nothing, really good. Nothing is in bad taste. Look, and... nothing is going to be worse than any of the movies that have been put out. So I can't really expect this to be all that bad. Nah, those, you know what I mean? The episodes are a lot of fun. <laughs> I know a lot of people are a fan of those and I don't mean to shit on it. But like, movies, the an- why did you say that name? <laughs> the, the animated stuff for DC has always been better. So I completely believe you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was there any doubt? The animated stuff on DC is always so good compared to other things. Here's the thing. There are people who think they are fans of her who say mm-hmm. that that is nowhere how she acts or oh, how she would sound. I remember because last time we talked, or no, I think the first time we talked, now that I think about it, um, I said that Harley Quinn was my girl. And you're like, okay, hold on, because what kind of Harley Quinn personality are you talking about? How is it you're a girl? And I'm like... Oh, she's my main in Injustice. That's all I meant. <laughs> because she he zones. He yeah, and, and she just throws her. things. She shoots and throws things the entire time, so she's fucking amazing. But the storyline-wise, she's obviously had a progression of character from, you know, the red and black jumpsuit that she had in the OG. I keep saying OG because I've been fucking doing Resident Evil 2 too much. Okay, <laughs> now that since you mentioned the jumpsuit, one of the mm. great, especially from the first episode, she takes the jump suit back to joker and throws it at his face oh it's kind of like a final like send off to that side well, of her i can see why it's kind of like her uniform for working for the joker mm-hmm. so it's not really her and as much as i love that outfit like i could see why her character grew out of it mm-hmm. you know like characters have worn different outfits as things have gone on characters develop george no Look, way jill didn't lose her shoulder pads for nothing okay <laughs> she Bring has shoulder, shoulder pads jill yes Come i see on. as much as i love re1 jill man she developed to taking that off in the heat of the summer of raccoon now she wears a tube top no now she doesn't 
Well, that's the new new version that right. we'll also and get the, into. Oh, but speaking of uh, Jill being in things that you <clears throat> wish that she was in. Wow. Ow. So Smash is compatible with the Switch app. If anybody still plays Switch online and you use the fucking app instead of Discord, there you go. You can uh, talk to people on Smash and Splatoon 2. Just mm. that's it. The, that's all you get. The only two games that we <laughs> but, have that functionality for. That's but, it. But yeah, uh, how do you feel with uh, Smash? How I feel about what? With the, Smash look, no, I'm already no fucking. Yeah. I've I've already got my depression phase over and done with because it's such a weird. Okay, so, oh, so I actually now you're came in the up, anger stage. I have a weird. <laughs> I have a weird theory. It's one or two things, and I was telling Liz this earlier, where I was like, it could either go of one or two ways. One, because you know, okay, the spirits came out, the Resident Evil spirits came out, you know, they're out, and it just deconfirms Jill. That's the first way. The second way is if you think about how all their stuff got leaked previously, it was that different company names would show up in updates. You know, SNK or fucking uh, Capcom or, you know, one of the fucking random ones, it'll show up in an update, and people will be like, what the fuck? What's that from? And that tipped them off. So now it makes me think, well, maybe they did that to throw us off. But now that I think about it, you know, there already are Capcom characters in the game. So. I just wanted Ooh. to be known. Who? Oh, Mega Man. And Ryu. Oh, yeah. But I, I just wanted... Fuck. I wanted to be known. Sakurai is just rude as fuck. Huh. Did you not see what he did with Paws? Oh, when Paws? You, yeah, from, from Metal Gear. When uh, you oh, get pa- her, oh. when you get her spirit, yeah, the exp- <laughs> her, you get you come in with a bomb attached to you. Yeah. Oh. You, you start out Rude with a mind. as fuck. Well, I mean, I get what he was doing, and the one thing I kind of disagree with as well is like, if you get Jill as a spirit, she's like a one star spirit. A like, one star. Are you fucking for real? Assist spirit, not even a primary. Doesn't do shit. I think Wesker is the only like legend or whatever. Yes, as of far course. as I'm aware so. Because he's too cool for one stars. He's got to be a full so set of stars. Gels cool. are back. Yeah, that's my subscriber notification on Twitch, by the way. <laughs> Not lying. Which, uh, if you guys haven't already, Bone King TVs. Yeah, no, actually, I was going to mention, because you said so earlier that um, Annette was um, announced as a playable mastermind. Mm-hmm. On the Bone King TV Twitch... We were doing a um, trailer analysis for the Resident Evil 3 announcement trailer, and as part of the screenshots that were released, one of them was a picture that shows a net on a screen, and it says Mastermind above it. And we were like, oh shit, look, did anyone even talk about that? Anyone notice that? Well, I'm sure somebody did three days later. Oh, announced a net Mastermind! And I'm like, bitch, I should have told someone! I should have clipped that and sent it to people, and I should have taken that. I found it! <laughs> Yeah, you lost. Uh, yeah, sorry, I oh. lost my time attack. Oh well, there's always another time. <laughs> there's always Resident Evil Code Veronica remake. We're so close, man. God, One shut away. up! One shut away. up! Ugh. Why do you hate Code Veronica? So I much? don't hate Code Veronica. See, I'm glad we're doing this because this is one of the first things I want to mention. We are going to talk about the Resident Evil Three trailer. I hope you guys are okay with that. We are definitely going to be talking about stuff that we saw and uh we're obviously gonna go over the og game resi 3 yeah well how it compares but the one right thing but that... we might get into spoilers of that and i know how you are about spoilers of a 20 year old game well we'll let them know <laughs> and yes thank you <laughs> condescending <laughs> mcgee i appreciate that but yeah 
I I do. I really do, actually. <laughs> Either way, the one thing that does kind of piss me off, um, not piss me off, but it kind of irks me a bit, is that, like, the minute this thing got announced, like, the trailer dropped, people were like, oh, man, Resident Evil Code Veronica remake, next, come on, do it right now, beg Capcom. And it's like, dude, the game's not even fucking out yet. Let Resident Evil 3 have its fucking moment to shine. Then we can give Code Veronica or whatever its shot. And actually, I'd prefer we see Resident Evil 8 and not even go back to a fucking remake before we do another nah. remake again. <laughs> Ugh. Nah. I'm just saying. Nah. I don't know. Liz, what do you think? Like, do you think yeah, it's all that's right? Good. Let's get an outside. To already ca- if we've already, because, okay. One, two, and three are kind of considered like part of a group because they all play the same and kind of look very similar. Mm-hmm. And then Code Veronica is a little bit more developed in 3D graphics. It does play similarly, but it's kind of usually grouped up with, you know, um, Remake and Zero in terms of like the, you know, CG camera movement. It came at the same time. It's like, it's part of that group. So now we have remakes of one, two, and three. And before anything happens of the third one, people are already clamoring for the next, like three or whatever that have come out. I mean, look, my name is Liz Oak, and in the Pokemon franchise, <laughs> we're still waiting for a Gen Four remake. Is that Sinnoh? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that's Sinnoh. You're never getting a Sinnoh. <laughs> <laughs> they do good remakes Seizure. of Pokemon, though. They really yeah, do. Yeah, actually, I played the shit out of Alpha Sapphire. There are a lot of games that try to do remakes of something, like try and re. Uh, Reuse the name as a brand new jumping yeah, off point. Yeah, but Pokemon has redone Gen 1. I've lost count. Well, what? Red and... Well, yellow. No, red, blue, then yellow, which was the first... Well, red, blue doesn't count because it's it's the, it's the original one. release. So it's yellow, uh, fire red, leaf green. Then we have Let's Go. And then Let's Go. So I guess... And also in gold, silver, it was post-game. Damn, four, five... five? And really, in Soul Silver, you could have the the OG, the the you fire can get red? sixteen badges. Oh my god! All right, see, that's the kind of reason why I bailed out of Pokemon. And if anyone's been like listening to this podcast for a while, and Liz, you weren't here for those episodes, unfortunately, when Sword and Shield was coming out, everyone here knows that I've just given up. I've given up on Pokemon. Like, I think they're cool. I like their designs. I'm more interested in Pokemon Go in the simplicity of just catching the Pokemon. As opposed to the the same trainer story of going through the same badges, and I do know they mix it up a bit. Send but... a gift to Viani. <laughs> yes. Okay. I know. And look, getting gifts is hard. Okay, I have to actually go to Pokestops. I just you know hang around my boyfriend, and he has all of them. <laughs> I mean, it gets you to be active, so it and it has the allure that you're that you're the trainer going out and catching these Pokemon. Yeah. So I can understand why that ideally mm-hmm. would be more would you would be more into that and not being a 10 year old and not being a 10 year old child that's going out and looking exactly the same as every other 10 year old well i mm. mean you could customize your character to look like another 10 year old yes they have the same faces Liz. <laughs> but at least you can make it different you can put little accessories and outfits but their faces are still the same where's my game where i can play as the hiker I want to play as that big guy with the beard. Why do only children get to start out their adventure as a Pokemon master? What if I want to quit my job as an accountant and go, fuck it, I love Pokemon, and just go down that path? 
apparently in this universe, when you become 10 years old, you just come to a decision. You either become a Pokemon trainer or you just go on with life. <laughs> so every single person that's in the gyms that are there as like extra battles, they all decided at 10. None of them decided at some other point in their life. They were all prodigies and said, I'm devoting this at 10 right, years old. But like, dude, that one guy with a fucking Butterfree level 15 is a prodigy. <laughs> like he just there. He's not a fucking prodigy, bro. I guess. I guess. Uh, and this isn't even a Pokemon that discussion. That one dude that's a bug catcher in Viridian Forest can suck a dick. Yeah, that one guy on Route 452. Oh, no, Screw no, no. them. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The one guy who has only Magikarps. <laughs> oh. And he's like 40 years old and he's like, I'm gonna beat you with these Magikarps and all he does is splash. The Raditz like, guy is good. I bruh. mean, he fished for them all. But like, bruh. Huh, like, you bro, defeated them up, defeated my Caterpie, huh? Well, let's see how you deal with my Caterpie. <laughs> Great, thanks. Thanks, Pokemon. I don't know. Anyway. Thanks, an avocado. <laughs> this, what? It, thanks, an avocado? I, avocados are delicious. I love avocados. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about Resident Evil 3. Um, Adrian, are you ready? Because I've been holding off on this for a while. Yeah. Okay. So, um... As some people may have known, the Resident Evil 3 trailer got dropped, um, even though the- I want to say uh, publicly and recorded, thank you, George, for holding off so I could uh, <laughs> talk about Resi 3 because it's my favorite Resi. Yeah, I mean, it's no big deal. I mean, at the same time, I was going to be like, Vinny, did you play it? And he's like, no. <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, I guess- He never played Resi 3? No, I don't think he played 3. I think he only played 2. Aww. He's a much. He likes Dead Space more than than the Resident Evil series. Aww. So you can imagine his joy at Dead Space Three. <laughs> but in any case, um, no, the trailer dropped um, after the like the cover image got leaked. Mm -hmm. So like people got to at least see what it looked like before the trailer came out. Mm -hmm. um, so even from that alone, where's we, Julia Voth? We didn't even get to talk about that. But yeah, there was a whole discussion. Her face looks different. She's not Julia. Why Voth. does Nemesis look pretty? <laughs> well, that's the whole thing with Nemesis, too, is people were like, oh, they gave him a nose. I can't respect him anymore. <laughs> and it's like, all right, he's a monster. Hey, man, villains don't have nose. That's true. Voldemort. That, but you know what? Sauron. He just needed one. Vados from Soul Calibur. <laughs> Doesn't even have I, I get it. He looks cool without a nose. I'm not going to lie. And I kind of hope in a way that, like, if you wear the classic outfit, it keeps Nemesis as classic as well. But no, he has a nose because it's his face squished off to the side. It makes sense. He's a weapon. All right. And like, that's cool to me. And I even accept the fact that he's not wearing a leather jacket anymore. He's wearing like garbage bags because he's like a, a he's a weapon. He's supposed to be just sealed and but like he's a not wrap. trash. No, that's a fair assessment. Not only However, that, Nemi, Nemi was always going to be the S&M guy. True. Because he has Where's tentacles and he whips fucking Jill, throws her around. That is a, a very common search she tag. Says harder, daddy. Oh <laughs> that is a tag. I'm not gonna lie. Nemesis <laughs> does populate quite a few lists. Let me tell you. But that's not my point. My Come point is my biohazard daddy. He's made. Oh my god. <laughs> bio daddy sounds fucking disgusting <laughs> hold on so we he has his face basically squished off to the side which makes sense to me because he's made out of a person yes. right it's fine with me the one thing i do not understand 
or the fucking caution stickers that are put all over him. Well, you should have caution. <laughs> okay, damaged Joker. Sure thing. That's what it feels like. It feels like the whole damaged Joker thing. What he needs is a fragile sticker. Yeah, he's a poor boy from a poor family. He needs a picture. You know how like the Joker, that Joker has like a tattoo of the Batman logo with a knife through it? Yeah. It needs to be like a, a stars logo with, with a, a knife, knife through it. it. <laughs> <laughs> or a tentacle or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because I, I don't know. Was it obvious enough that he's dangerous? In the announcement trailer, I saw him with a, a coat. I didn't see him with a trash bag. So I saw both. So I'm assuming he loses his his uh, trench coat at some point, maybe. Oh, where we get Nemesis B? Or maybe, actually, I take it back. You know how Ada had her classic outfit under her FBI uniform? Yeah. The, the garbage bags are probably over his leather outfit. I hope. And that's probably just what it's covering. And mm-hmm. as it comes off, it'll just... Because the thing is, they never advertised Ada's like classic outfit at all. They kind of kept that under wraps. So now they're literally putting Nemesis under wraps. So, so George, before we continue <laughs> dissecting how they look, um, where does Resi 3 rank for you? Like, are you happy? That the we're remake a- or the original? Like The original. You-, you haven't played the remake. Are we happy with, like, are you happy that Resi 3 is getting a remake? Of course I'm happy Resident Evil 3 is getting a remake because... More Resi. As I've seen, yeah, it's more Resi. Plus, as I've seen with Resident Evil 2 Remake, it is going to at least keep the traditional gameplay and not be like 5 or 6. So Thank it's, God. It's being its own thing. I like that, and it's a traditional survival horror. So, of course, I'm happy. However, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 3 is a game I do not necessarily replay often. There are a lot of annoying enemies that I just don't have a fun time going through again. Such as, look, I love Silent Hill 4, but the ghosts? I don't want to fucking... It's not a it's not a leisurely thing. I have to really be in the mood to replay Silent Hill 4. You know what I, I mean? I hate Silent Hill 4. So, no, oh my gosh. So, Liz, mm-hmm. where does Silent, uh, Resident Evil 3 rank for you? I yeah, where does Silent fine. Hill 4 rank for you, though? <laughs> I need to know. Do you hate? Do you hate Henry? He's we a, all he's a hate Henry. Boy. That fucking milk toast cardboard you call a character. That guy's just sad. No, it's, it's not even like depressing sad. It's just kind of like a pity sad. No, I'm kidding. But but um, Resi three. Resi- and also, are you a Claire waifu or a Jill waifu? Oh man. So the thing is, is that Resident Evil three. I think is so cool. Because it was one of the, at least I saw, it was one of the first in the main series. You mm. don't get to pick between two people. It's solely Jill's game. I think that is the first, yeah. It is the first. No. Which what would be another Resident one? Evil Survivor. Ark Thompson. Did Survivor come after 3 or before 3? I thought it came now after. Now I'll check. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that that was a cash grab. I thought that'd be after they were done with everything, you know? <laughs> Is it Nemesis in that game? I mean, no, it's Mr. X. Oh, it's, you're so it's right. It's Resident Evil Two model. No, you're so right. Okay, I'm I sorry. know I'm right. But Thank continue, you. Liz. I'm sorry. It was a good point. So yeah, I I give it that respect, and uh, I don't know. It has a really big part in that little history, mm-hmm. and I wish there would be more games that in this franchise that would have more only I guess female leads like that. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like Claire should finally have her own. I I know that there's revelations too, but no, I don't count that. 
Okay, good. Well, I mean, Co- Code Veronica is like but majority. But half the game is Chris. Yeah, but the majority, it's her as the protagonist, except for one time where she gets gooed. Yeah, that's a phrase. The first, <laughs> maybe the first 15 minutes, it's Claire, and then like 75% of the game is Chris. I do not count that. Ah, man. It, it's like one disc each, if I recall. And then you play like the it's, second half Yeah, it's as one Claire. disc each. It's half the game is Claire, half the game is Chris. But there should be a full Claire game. I see where you're going. She's com- disrespected like, so much. I can respond. Also, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil Survivor came a year after 3. So like, I was wrong. A Resident Evil game where it's a single protagonist, where we focus on that aspect. Because, I mean, here's the thing. I've always been a big fan of the fact that it gives you one or the other, mainly because it's just two different viewpoints on the same incident, and it kind of keeps repeating the gameplay fresh. And it's that's a purely superficial, like, bonus, but I do like that as a bonus of having, because, like, Chris and Jill, like, regardless of, you know, uh, who these people are, the fact that they are both going through it at different ways, meeting up with different people was interesting for me, especially with Resident Evil 2 with scenario A and scenario B, which did that and then, like, multiplied it by two for each person. So, like, I like that. But 3 did something really interesting where it was, like, multiple choices you could make and then that added the replay value. So, like, I would love to see another Resident Evil game where they do go, like, classic Resi because Resident Evil 4 has Leon the entire time, but it's not the same you know what i mean like yeah where you do kind of keep that same protagonist oh you know what resident evil 7 what you play as uh fucking ethan, ethan the whole time where it's Except kind of like one section as mia yeah well th- i like that too because it kept that same theme of having a second player but it wasn't for as long okay but those are all male protagonists yeah. okay okay the, the okay what, i like the idea the... of them having both but i guess i mean well, I don't see why not. You know what I mean. Female protagonist Resi lore. Well, I mean, Rebe- Rebecca should have had. Well, I liked Billy Cohen, but there was no real need for Billy story wise. No, like at all. He's should just have been kind of Rebecca's there. story through. And through. I was totally. And you know what? You bring up an interesting point too, where I always felt like Resident Evil Five, and this is like the fifth or sixth time I've mentioned this on the podcast. <laughs> so please don't get mad at me. But I always said Resident Evil Five should have been Sheva's game. It, everything makes sense for Sheva to be fighting off the B.O.W.s in Africa. It, it makes no yeah. sense for Chris to just be like, lol, I heard Jill was here. And then Wesker's like, hey, I'm here too. And that's it. There's no real other reason for them being there. Like, did Ouroboros ever actually do anything, like, specific? No. Not no. Really, no. I, I don't know. It's just, I felt but like if anything. What do you mean? Ouroboros. Yes. Anyway, but um, no, I felt like Excella should have been the main villain there, and it would have been Shella versus Excella, even though that rhymes. Um, and it'd be like Resident <laughs> Evil 4, where it'd be like Leon versus Sadler, where you have that single player, more horror driven experience. And we just have Shava as the fucking main because it makes sense. She's already there. And then if you have to fucking have a second player element, then yeah. I mean, if anything, not Chris, put Josh, who's like another guy who's in the Africa BSAA unit. I don't know. I'm just happy because Liz said she loves Resi 3. Is Jill your waifu or is it Claire? Oh, man. You have to pick, you have to claim a waifu. Okay, but you're horribly skipping over what? Rebecca? Rebecca you're skipping. She, no, Rebecca barely had five minutes. Of For some people that are into Resident Evil 6, Sherry? 
Uh, I mean, she, she yeah, they aged her up real fast. No, she's forever uh, a child. Well, for me, yeah, but dude, people online still have the whole Jake Sherry ship. As much as I hate Resident Evil 6, I can't ignore it. Oh, God. We can. <laughs> we can try, though. They're not here. And wait, you don't the like Mia? The question is Claire or Jill, damn you it. You don't like Mia? Uh, Look, you have to understand how difficult <laughs> this question is for me. I have two bowls at home. One is named Claire, the other is Jill. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> you like that? You like that? Love it. See, I have a bully, so I'm full of these. Um, oh, but no. So gooey. <laughs> I know they're so squishy. I love them to death. Um, but no, Jill and Claire is, are the big top two. Um, For me, it's Jill all the way. I was going to say, Adrian, do you have yours? It's right? Jill. It's Jill. Resi 3 is my favorite game of the Resi franchise. I've replayed it nonstop on multiple different systems. I've replayed it on GameCube and it's PS1. weird because if we're talking about waifu, just to help if this helps your, your decision, because I also think I love them to death both as well. But like if we're saying our favorite in terms of like playing as i love claire but at the same time jill is the rep like the essence of resident evil more than claire is i feel like jill has more of a seated like she's a veteran of it yeah and she, she shows she up more at the beginning she's in three as well like you know she's i feel like she does a lot and she deserves the attention she does so it's always kind of tough for me as well you know so, like, I want to say Jill. Like, when I was younger, I'd say Claire. But now I'd probably say Jill. Because I just respect her so fucking much. <laughs> All right. Hus- husbando? My, Barry, are you fucking kidding? It's Barry From a me, mile Jill. away. It's Barry for me. Barry's the best. Any decision other than that. It's just that Jill goes through so much. And, like, she becomes, like, basically, like, a POW, like, at one point, like, in five. and. Like, oh, my God. Off screen. But, yes, I agree. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's mind controlled, bro. Yeah, but five does so much stupid shit to her, and I hate it because she. Yeah, we all hate five, but still, it's lore. I guess, but character-wise, they took such a very um, uh, what do I call someone who's decision making? Very active in the plot character, and made her completely reactionary. And yeah, she was brainwashed, sure. But even after getting the brainwashing thing off of her, she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna sit here, bye." And it's like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of feel that. Like, after they kind of saved her, and she was like, okay, thanks, I'm gonna go home now. And then they're like, desperate escape, find out what Jill was thinking and her actions afterward. <laughs> oh, she left. Oh, cool! <laughs> really, we've learned so much! Capcom during the mid-2000s was a wacky time. <laughs> Listen, Capcom period with fucking DLC. None of the DLC in any of these Resident Evil games has ever really established anything for the plot later like they say they do. Not a hero says nothing. End of Zoe says Ethan lived. Okay, but we can at least kill Lucas and not a hero. And I fucking hate Lucas. I love how when Resident Evil 7 came out, everyone was like, oh, I love how Luke... Oh, spoiler. Okay, spoiler for Resident Evil 7. Hey. So people were like, oh man, Lucas got away. That's so cool. He can become a reoccurring villain. Nope. <laughs> Fucking dead. Um, DLC 1, brother. <laughs> how do you feel about the new Jill face and the new Nemesis face? Mm, yes. Because George gave his very thorough 
explanation. I didn't. What? I did on Nemesis, not. on the whole squish nose. On Nemesis, yes, but not Jill. But right. go on. Yes. We would need three hours for Jill. Bitch! <laughs> so. Well, when it comes to Nemesis' face, I mean, I don't really mind that they gave him the nose. It, it just kind of loses, like, the allure, what? I guess. But, I mean, he's still Nemesis. He's still this gigantic motherfucker that's going to go in and knock everything down. The monster! Right? Yes, he's a giant monster. He he is a big boy. He's a monster, not a designer creature. You know, I don't know. I like. Yes, some people are kind of like you know. It's weird. He just he just looks like a giant monster to me now instead of like you know the cool nemesis. And it's like he's not supposed to be cool. But that's nostalgia. I feel that's nostalgia, like blanketing them. Um, Perhaps. Well, I mean. Also, when you think about, like, a monster, you don't exactly think about, like, anything sort of, like, perfection at all. Mm -hmm. So, I wouldn't exactly, like, see, like, a nose. I would just see, like, something disfigured on the face. Well, the classic design, I even feel like, is more perfection because they surgically remove and, and surgically put it down instead of just squishing it all to the side. You know what I mean? This one feels like just a... No, for me, I feel... Like it's a little bit like Birkin, because Birkin's mm. face starts getting squished and mushed around as the G virus takes control of his body more so. Well, and I feel that's more what happened with Nemesis. Like yeah, he's that makes gooey. sense because it is attacking a live active host. But at least from my understanding, Nemesis was created. Yeah, yeah. they specifically well, they were made out of people, that, but like as much parts, as I like to I guess. bitch about Apocalypse. And, and everyone no. knows I bitch Apocalypse about Resi movies. Count. Apocalypse's explanation you, does not count. Excuse me, but they at least count. got that right. Where Nemesis was part of a program. No, like, Nemesis, the Nemesis, program. Nemesis was, was not part of Alice's boyfriend. No. Okay. No. no. Yes, I understand what you're saying, but at least they put that in in a line. It was exposition. Oh, okay. I'm glad they set up Nemesis, even though he didn't need that. He could have just been a monster that showed up to hunt people down. See, in fact, the addition of that bullshit is what makes him become frenzies with Alice right after. And he's like, no, I won't hurt Alice. I love her. I'm just here to kill Jill for some reason. Every every fucking video game movie that introduces a badass monster has to have that monster either fall in love or help the hero for no reason. Pyramid Head does the same thing in Revelations. Okay? It's like, we can't just have a scary monster be a fucking scary monster. He's gotta be a, oh god, a relatable, tortured soul. He's a bio-creature! You know? Like... (laughs) It's really popular right now to make hashtag relatable villains right now. Yeah, man. You know what? I can relate to being injected with a a deadly virus and mutating to twice my height and injecting people with my tentacles. That is something that (laughs) relates to me. What what else? What else does he have? (laughs) And without even... And you convulse just saying, stop. So. Yeah, no, that's what I say every morning when I wake up. Stars. See, I can't even do the voice even. I'm like, if you're going to. Stars. Okay, well, I'm glad Perfect. someone here could. Yeah, I, I've dealt with that boy for a long um, time. <laughs> I know his name. Speaking of um, the Resident Evil movies, you actually brought the good thing you brought that up. Only thing I'll say really quick about the new Resident Evil face is, or Resident Evil face, the new Jill face 
It does look like the PS1 model. It really does. But it looks like a hybrid of the PS1 model, some of Julia Voth, and Alice from the movies. I don't know where he sees the Alice, but... I will pull up some pictures. And, you okay, you know that picture you showed me with uh, Jill and... and yeah. yeah? In that yeah. picture, without that nonsense on there, you could see it, where if she's kind of looking to the right, it's an Alice face when she gets out of the tube. So they did, like, a weird mix of her and RE1 and 3, Jill. Is Alice supposed to be Jill? No, no. because Apocalypse shows up and Jill's there. Right. But- Fun fact, Leon's dead in uh in the movie universe. Yeah. Isn't a- Jill dead as well? Aren't no, they no, no, all dead? In, in the fucking newspaper. No, Jill is not dead in the movie. In oh. Apocalypse. But the funny this is what makes it stupid because in Apocalypse it says that Leon died um and he he was Jill's partner before oh. this the outbreak happened. And this but was he shows the up later in the uh, But he shows up in fucking Resident Evil the final chapter. So um With Barry. Retcon. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we got. But who's also, that Barry actor was a really good Barry. No, I agree, hundred percent. Um, so should we go straight into the trailer, or because we got we got thirty seven minutes? You want to take a break? You want to go straight to the trailer? We've been thirty seven minutes in. Correct. Yes, take a break. All right, please. we'll be right back, folks. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast, hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group. The home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there or be square. And we're back. Uh, we were With talking the giggles. About, <laughs> I mean, something stupid happened on the, on the comeback. Uh-huh. Um, Anyway, we're talking about Resi 3 because that's the subject matter of today's show. Correct. Uh, for me, I was telling Liz a couple days ago uh, when I told her I wanted her for the Resi 3 podcast that if you look at it, really, the story structure, Resi 3 is basically Terminator 2. Way. Nemesis is this unstoppable killing machine that can't be reasoned with. Jill okay. is Linda Hamilton, basically. She's Sarah Connor, just all buffed up. She she knows what she's getting into. Right. I mean, she was experienced in one, but she wasn't experienced in dealing with BOWs. But in Resi 3, she's already experienced in dealing with Terminators, basically. Well, it makes sense because Jill is sort of a combination, like, in terms of, like, uh, tropes and cliches in Resident Evil 3 itself, is a combination of Ripley and um, and Sarah Connor, where you do have the Terminator aspect of the, the pursuer that's following her. And then you have the alien references with, you know, the, the chest bursters. Could and, it be? Because, no, Res- <laughs> it's funny that you brought up Terminator because I thought for sure you were going to say alien. Because Resident Evil has so many fucking alien illusions. Right, but Resident like, 3 is the only one that really has, like, yes, Mr. X. But that was always the side portion. And it mm. wasn't singled out specifically for them. Mm. It was never mentioned in the canon that it was specifically for Leon and Claire. I mean, they're fucking regular people. That's Mr. X is just there to kill everyone in the fucking police station. But do you remember in Alien 3 where... That one's the prison ship, if I recall. And... Yes. What? No, no, continue. 
I'm I'm just remembering a point. Continue. Oh, okay. I was like, what? I, if you have something else to no, add, no, just sorry. continue. Okay, yeah, no, because in Alien Three, there's this whole aspect of it where she's on the prison ship, and well, at Ripley, I mean, she's on the prison ship, and she like cuts her hair shorter, yeah, and she knows that the xenomorph is around, that it's on the ship somewhere, and she has a history with it. And she knows how to prepare and how to deal with it, and it culminates into that pursuer dynamic. Again, I just thought they were ripping off Alien 3 this time instead of Alien 2 like Resident Evil 2 does. No. Also, Alien 3 is the forgotten stepchild of the Alien franchise, much like Resurrection. <laughs> well, Alien Resident 3... Evil didn't forget it. Shit. Okay, but uh, the filmmaker... There's a whole lore about Alien 3 and how much David Fincher, the director, hates it. Okay. I just thought it was a downer. No, I just... So... With Resi 3, here are the things that I want, and I want to ask you what do you want, and I want to ask you, Liz, what do you want? Uh, I want okay. the event decisions. I want the Mercenaries uh, extra game where you get to play as Mikhail, Carlos, and Sergey. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I think I'm okay with everything else. I Those are the two We're okay things. with just changing everything else? I'm I'm fine with almost everything else. I'm also fine with them including a freaking online game into it. Well, it's free now, so I really can't have anything to complain about. Is it, it's basically we're paying thirty dollars for Resi Three and thirty dollars for Project Resistance. If you want to look at it, you're not a, you're not excited to play as Martin Sandwich. <laughs> is that literally his? Fucking that is name? fucking name. That is his fucking name. That is his fucking name. One hundred percent. You want to know why? I don't know if you knew this, but um, in Resident Evil 1, there was a joke about a sandwich. Jill sandwich. And that's where we're here now. I actually recorded that that line from Remake, and I put it up on the FanFreaks YouTube. Well, in Remake... Back before I met. In Remake, he says you would have fit nicely into a sandwich. I need to see... Oh, my God. Yeah, Martin Sandwich. They're looking at him now, Martin Sandwich. Okay. So, what do you want from Resi 3? Um, yeah, and I, I have a feeling the event thingies are still going to be there. It'll just be essentially, okay, you want to know how I think this is going to work? Because we didn't talk about the stuff that we saw in the trailer, and I thought maybe that'd be a good, a good idea because it would lead into things. But, uh, I'll, I'll answer real quick. What? There Poor is a guy, there's a guy named Martin. <laughs> I fucking told you. What, you think I made it up? Oh my God, look at him. Martin Sandwich. His name's Martin Sandwich. Yeah. Why are you judging him? Oh my God. He looks like... And oh man, the clickbait titles are so fucking ridiculous. They're like, the newest Resident Evil character has a weird relation to Jill Valentine. And it's like, no, it's just a stupid reference to the fucking sandwich line. A skilled engineer mechanic, Martin can create traps to slow down or stun enemies. Great, thanks. The young master sandwich. Anyway, skilled engineer. Hold on, wait. You you asked. Okay, hold on. Listen, listen. Back to Resident Evil Three, if that's okay. I I'd like to move on from Martin Sandwich. He's useless. I don't. He might be good in the game. I haven't played it yet. Who knows? But anyway, hold on. Look at these. So in the beginning of the trailer, it shows um Jill running away in first person, right? Um, I noticed a couple things during that trailer that make me believe that those segments are going to be playable. Um, there was a very harsh cut when she put down the, the, the bookcase. You mentioned the, the yellow tape yeah, to guide the player. There's yellow tape on the, yeah, to guide the player. There's two of instances of that. And I have a feeling there's going to be segments that like when Nemesis shows up, instead of event segments, it's going to go into first person and wherever you run to is going to be what you choose. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, for example, uh, you know in the parking garage where you can choose to jump down the hole or push Nemesis into the hole? Yeah. Basically, you can choose to run towards the hole or run away from the hole and see what happens. You know what I mean? And that'll be, like, a different choice. But it's just integrated by first-person controls. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, I don't know, because I kind of like the idea of Resi 7 had really good first-person. So what do you want? You you want what exactly? Do you still want what I want? Or I mean, want- I do want branching paths. I just honestly want more Resident Evil 2 gameplay. Um, I'm scared <laughs> that Resident Evil 2 remake gameplay, which is what it's going to be. Resident Evil 3 remake? It's yeah. going to have the same gameplay. Okay. But regardless of which, it's going to have different settings. I want. I look forward to being outside of the city a lot more, like out and about. I just am worried because Resident Evil 3 has the whole fucking issue with me of getting stun locked. The hunters are so mean in Resident <laughs> Evil 3, specifically, especially when you're playing as Carlos in the hospital. Yeah. Like, they just could, they could fucking gank you in the elevator and you're done. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm wary. I hope they make it a little bit more playable. That's just all I want. <laughs> what would you like? What would I like? Um, I have the thing in my mind. Um, hold on. Well, if you need a second, I can also talk about some other stuff that happened in the trailer. Sure. Okay. So, um, Adrian, I don't know if you noticed this, and I'll be happy to show you in the um in the trailer itself. But one of the NPCs that's running away in the background when Brad is talking to Jill, um, one of those NPCs has Leon's face model. What? It looks so similar. I don't know if it may be the exact, but it looks so identical. It even has the same hair. And normally we'd just be like, whatever, they reused a, a character model or whatever, just as NPCs, right? Whatever. But remember the zombie in Leon's RPD car that has the exact same haircut and looks just like him? Oh, in, uh, in, in Resident Evil 2. Right, in the remake. No, in the original. Oh, yes, yeah. There's a zombie that looks just like him. People are saying that's the canonical he's human first before he turns into a zombie. Well, sure. I just think it'd be silly. Even if it's not, I think it's fun. Also, but you, you look like you found out what you were talking about. Okay, I know this is going to sound really silly, but I remember, Adrian, you had showed me that there's a trick with Nemesis. Like There's instances where you can kind of, quote unquote, knock him down and you can get an item. Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of want them to keep that. Oh, yeah, that'd be great to just keep getting items. So, I don't mean to upset you, but didn't Mr. X used to do that? He would drop ammo. Yeah, and he doesn't do it anymore. So now I'm wondering, are they just going to get rid of that completely even for Nemesis? But Nemesis gave you great shit, if I recall. The first two times you beat him was the parts for an upgraded handgun, Mm -hmm. which would only fire standard rounds. Didn't he give you the star's ID? No, that was Brad's dead body. In the first part. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the third time you beat him, it was a first aid box. Then the next two times you beat him... No, I'm wrong. Uh, the next two times you beat him is the parts for an upgraded shotgun, which is also the same shotgun Arnie used in T2. Oh, wow. The Western Custom 1337. The one with yeah, the, with the yeah. lever action. Oh, that's cool. So just to give you more allusions to T2, there you go. All right. And then uh, first aid box. And the last time you can finally beat him and still drop an item is ammo, infinite ammo to combine with any one item. Oh, yeah, that's right. With it gives any you a choice. one gun, 
yeah. to give one gun infinite damage. Does it work with the rocket launcher? I don't think I ever tried, but you get that at like the end anyway. You can, but you can. I mean, at that point, it's like holy crap! You have so many shots <laughs> and nemesis. You don't really <laughs> need the rocket launcher at the end of the game. No, I mean it's not like something like already because you have a fucking uh, rail gun. No. Yeah, and I'll show you stars happens yeah. shortly after. Don't hate on I'll show you stars. No, no, it's a good line. But no, I, I actually kind of hope they keep the, the nemesis drops too. <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to cut it out though, just because they cut it out in two, which is a it's, it's a shame. I kind of liked it in two as well. But it's I think no, maybe because they don't know how to do it. It doesn't say I'll show you stars. No, I didn't say. Bitch, I'm talking about the, the enemy drops, the, the oh. Mr. X drops. Yeah, because Claire has Delicious a Delicious funny... X-Mr. X drops. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Just this placid face. <laughs> but um, also another thing I wanted to mention, um, since we're going to talk about Resident Evil 3, obviously. The outfit. How do we feel about Jill's outfit? I like it. I don't. Sadness. All right. So I agree with Liz that I do like it. But I also don't like it at the same time. So we're in a very interesting spot. <laughs> See, here's the problem. I love Claire's tank top outfit in Resident Evil 2 Remake. Okay. I think yes. I love it to death. I wear it all the time. I love the red jacket, but I think it's my favorite costume to wear. It's just the tank top. It looks more simplistic. It makes sense for a survivor in the city. Now Jill comes out. Where it's like, she's doing that, wearing the tank top and the jeans, and it makes sense for a survivor trying to leave the city. Cool. But I just played as that with Claire. So I'm like, it may, you know what? This is my one thing that I feel like would be a nice trade-off. I feel like Jill's outfit doesn't have... Um, there's a thing in character design, and you guys must have heard this somewhere, where it's like a character with a good silhouette... Like, in terms of unique silhouette, is an interesting character design. And I don't mean as in her curves or some stupid bullshit. I'm talking about, like, accessories or something that make the outfit stand out, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Claire wore the jacket and not just the tank top because it was the jacket that had the better silhouette and everything, the better design. I posit that Jill should have that white um, jacket that she wears around her waist that she does in the tube top one. But just on top of the design we have now. So it's just kind of an extra layer of a character design that makes it a little bit more unique above just a tank top, you know, and still incorporates part of the traditional costume because it's the jacket. She doesn't have to wear it, but it's like a hoodie around her waist. And it's a thing you do in the 90s. Am I completely off or does that not make somewhat sense? It makes some sense. It does make sense. Wouldn't that appease maybe some both of the audience? I mean... Not me, no. There's people that just want the miniskirt and there's nothing I can say because it's just like... Just want the miniskirt, what, what do you want? What do you want? like about the new outfit? It's simple. I completely understand that mm -hmm. as soon as there is an emergency outside, you you don't exactly... I don't know. I'm thinking in my mind, uh, you know, fight or flight, I'm just running out trying to survive i'm not exactly thinking okay let me plan out my outfit for the end of the world <laughs> but imagine everything you said but you're written by japanese anime <laughs> men. <laughs> okay because that's the thing like yes i agree with you in a very realistic scenario that would be the case but resident evil is not necessarily the most realistic thing in the world no. like it's really zany sometimes and even with these newer games that are more realistic i just felt like maybe maybe a more touch of jill's personality in her outfit would 
would do something, you know, would go a long way. Because right now I just feel like she's wearing Claire's outfit, but blue. I mean, what do you expect? She was mind controlled the last time <laughs> she appeared. She has no fashion sense, okay? <laughs> Wesker had to design that jumpsuit for her. All right? You think she designed that shit? I feel really bad for her because I don't want to know what Wesker did to her while she was mind controlled. Jesus Christ, Adrian. <laughs> Obviously, he made her listen to all of his Depeche Mode albums. <laughs> And, and listen to all of his diary entries. Dan this, Diary. Chris, talk to me today. Japanese hentai. <laughs> Come along, Jill. You must hear my Chris and Wesker fanfic. <laughs> yes, Wesker in her head. It's like, fuck no, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Not again. But no, um, speaking of redesigns, uh, Carlos is probably the biggest redesign. Oh, so we're just going to ignore me on Jill. Oh, what, did you, you said you... Okay, I'm sorry. I said I don't like it. All right. Tell me why you don't like it. Aside from being a contrarian. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Let me preface this, yes. No, no, no. I, I seriously don't like it, but I'm glad they're including the OG outfits. Because for me, the end of the world isn't planned. For me, a tank top with jeans is kind of almost too perfect to wear for, like, a survivor aspect. For me, Jill was just hanging out night on the town, and she's like, oh, shit, zombies are happening. Let me, you know, go home, get my gun, and run. (laughs) And she doesn't really have time to change her boots or some shit. For me, also, it's a perfect case of femininity. Because that is the absolute feminine thing you could wear in the 90s. A tube top, a miniskirt, and knee-high boots. tube top like an 80s thing, though? No, it's a 90s thing. I could have sworn it was like an 80s go-go. No, go-go is fucking 50, no, 70s. A 70s dancer Thank you for thing. interrupting. So It's a note. <laughs> it's something related. Come on. So for me, it's like the perfect example of maximum femininity uh-huh. against... What you could argue, uh, this is a stretch, but like the worst cat caller in history with with Nemesis. Oh, that dynamic of the person. I guess, yeah. You can make that. It's a reach. Well, the game does it. Halo reach levels of reach. Carlos never shuts up about it. He's yeah, constantly, he flirts with her. He's non-stop. constantly like, Nemesis has really got something for you. And even in this fucking remake, Brad has got a hard on for Stars members. So yeah. they they really do push that. Actually, so I, you know what. I don't know. But funny story. I think it's interesting that you say that because Resident Evil 3 is like the one game where Jill was actually super prepared. Yeah, in easy mode. Well, no. Well, that is, I I guess, the in-lore reason why she has all that shit. But remember the diary entries. She was saying it was getting worse over time. This was happening over the course of a couple days. Yeah. So she knew and was preparing for it. I guess as it got closer, she was just like, well, this is my guns and here's this and here we go. Let's go for it. Yeah. She she put an ammo maker. Yeah. She put a little ammo maker in the fucking box before everything started. No, you started with any (laughs) in Resi 3, but that's... She, she went to the store and bought it before yeah, the fucking apocalypse. <laughs> but this is probably the first Resi game to have you an arcade mode and a real Resi mode. Um, No, 2 had extreme battle mode. Yes, that's an extra game. It's Mercenaries before Mercenaries. Right, and what were you saying about 3? Three? 3's easy mode is basically arcade, whereas oh, hard mode is okay. real Resi. Yeah, okay, but it's still it's still technically the story, you know what I mean? So I know yes, what you mean. Yes, but the way to play the game is different. It's just way simpler. Yes, easy mode it's, is just We just arcade. get a whole bunch of, Yeah, but you get a whole bunch of weapons and ammo Not and saves only and, a bunch of 
you are maxed out on what on ammo. And no one you have a max box of ammo for the shotgun. Mm-hmm. You have a max box for, of ammo for the handgun. You have a, you have two clips. Arcade mode ne- isn't necessarily like cheap win mode. Arcade mode can be hard. In- How? House of the Dead is an arcade game. It's not easy, but it is a that game. That is a completely different game. But if you're easy saying... Easy mode in Resi 3 is in arcade no way mode, hard. Arcade mode implies a quicker, like, uh, just raw gameplay. In fact, I would say Mad Jackal is an arcade mode with the timer and saving the civilians. It's the first no story. Yes, but it's a, it has no story. It's a gameplay. You're right. That would be that. But easy mode for fucking Resident Evil 3 is just the story mode handicapped and simplified. Let me let me let me take it back because I think you took it too literally. One of the developers said we designed easy mode for people to enjoy in an arcade like setting. Okay. Whereas normal hard mode, excuse me, hard mode Mm. is designed to be for the original realistic gameplay of Resident Evil. Okay. Where it is survival horror. All right. Because it's just weird because, you know, they also have an arcade mode too is why I say it, you know. Mad Jackal is so arcadey, bro. Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, all right. Anyway. I, I agree with you, but moving it's mercenaries. On. It's mercenaries. Moving on. Yes, the outfit is contentious, but you know what? They they include the original if you're so inclined. So do we like Jill's face? We, we well, I like it. I, I think like it's good. it too. It's not Julia Vaughn. Well, Jesus Christ. It's a How higher about- resolution version of that face. Right, right. And as I said earlier, I feel like it's a mix of RE3 and Alice, so it does a good job. Um, But Carlos looks really different. He has a new haircut. I'm fine with Carlos. I'm fine with it. It's what? I just need him to have a very thick Latin accent. I don't... He already talked. I don't think he has it. Fuck. And <laughs> even though... Even in the original, he really didn't have one. He had a, a very but over-the-top so hokey one. Russian accent, like thick as fuck, with Mikhail and Sergey. Yeah, in this trailer, like holy shit, it's thick. Most of the the mercenaries are from Russia or or uh, or or Spanish, which I think is interesting. I have no idea. Something um, uh, George, because uh, he played Resi Two recently. Hmm. There is now a new update with lore attaching oh, yeah. two to three. And you and I don't know about this. Tell us. Yeah. So actually, um, that was something on the list. I guess I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. So they updated some parts of Resident Evil 2. They added a trophy um, to Leon's campaign. And they uh. added a, a, a new demo without the time limit of the one-shot demo. Um, it's basically the same thing as the first demo, except if you walk outside to the front near the front gates, you can hear Nemesis say stars. Nice. So but it's the, a, new, the new nemesis? Yeah, it's a new nemesis saying stars. How does he sound? Well, I can't do it. I already said I can't do it. No, but is it good or is it like the old nemi? No, it's it's a new nemesis. It's obviously much more... Um, I, it's not as recognizable. It's more of a guttural thing than like an actual pr- like pronounced stars you know, kind oh, of so thing. Oh, so it doesn't even tie in a Jill. It just ties in a nemesis. No, that one doesn't. But the achievement in Leon's campaign does. So it turns out when you get to Kendo's store and in Leon's campaign, because you can only get there in Leon's. Claire doesn't go to Kendo's. Um, <clears throat> there's a new um, document on the table. And it's a letter from Jill. And the letter from Jill basically says... 
wow, Kendo, well, I know you're planning on staying here, but, you know, just let me know if you ever want to try and escape. Good luck to you. You're a cool guy. Bye. And it ends. Yeah. It's like a quick little thing. And it's basically saying, like, Kendo, go ahead, commit suicide. I'm going to fucking leave. Sorry. I'm sure you want to do that. (laughs) That's a bit well, it's, it's, she's being respectful. She's like, if, if your other plans in quotation marks don't work out, follow me. So she's trying to say like, yeah, if you, if you don't commit suicide and come on and follow me, you know, but I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Cause there's a, a, a screenshot that was showed at some point that like if in the Xbox version of the game, if you get that uh, achievement, it has a screenshot of Jill talking to Kendo. But that does, we don't know if that's a new thing that's going to happen in 3 or not. It's just a weird screenshot. So, yeah, they updated 2 for some things, which I think is neat. Interesting. Yeah. Um, fun thing also uh, mentioning about that. Um, about uh, shit. Oh, yeah, about the RPD and the updates. So, Carlos, when you meet him in Resident Evil 3, he's uh, either at the restaurant or the newspaper place, yeah, you said? the raccoon paper. The, yeah, the news press the daily raccoon daily whatever daily bugle whatever nonsense um i don't know because i never went that route i always went to the restaurant i don't know where it has a resident evil 2 poster on the wall anyway so that's where you run into carlos right in this remake it shows carlos going to the police station which he never did before no so that's gonna the be an interesting station thing in, in og3 was literally 30 seconds yeah, just Jill you, ran through. You're going in mm. to get either the magnum or the grenade launcher. It's randomized. And then you get the uh, lockpick to advance yeah. in the game. You just need to get to the um, star's office. Yeah. Essentially is like the main goal. And it's like a quick reusing of assets. But Nemesis shows up from here or there. So that'll be fun. You know yeah. what I mean? I even made a meme. Yep. Using <laughs> George. We'll link it below. Will we? You'll have to find it because I can't find it. Oh my god. Uh, uh-huh. But, um, I, I am, but, uh, I will say though, Nemesis is getting changed quite a bit too. Cause just first meeting him in front of the police station, meeting him at the hotel now, her hotel apartment, building. apartment. Yeah. Wherever Jill was living before. It's an apartment building. Mm, mm, mm. Well, now he's there. <laughs> what the fuck condescension is that? I think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> it just shows an open window. I have no idea where she is. Also, um, they show her in the warehouse. Um, in the first part where she runs into Dario, but Dario's not there. It's now this guy who's like, don't look at me like that. I'm not infected. And it's like, Hey, you're the guy that Carlos kills later for being infected. Remember when there's like a little bit of a doubt on who's the traitor and Carlos has to shoot someone in the gas station. I vaguely remember something about that. In the gas station, before the giant zombies come through the like the whole zombie horde that starts going through the the windows and shit at the yeah, gas it was station. Sergey, it wasn't Carlos. Carlos was there. No, Carlos shows up in the gas station. That what you're thinking is the department office where you have to watch that little commercial to answer the password. All well, either it's Carlos or Nikolai. I'm not sure. It's it's Nikolai. Sorry, not sorry. Whoever shoots. Well, there's. All right, because he's like, don't shoot me. I'm not infected. And he shoots him anyway. And Jill's like, why'd you shoot him? He was infected. Yeah. All right, whatever. That's him. But yeah. he's replacing Dario. Because he's where Dario was. Okay. Very interesting, no? Yeah, there's, they're changing the story. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine just like they did Resident Evil 2. So. Yeah, but not that much. I wonder if we're going to have Marvin in 3. Uh, 
I mean, if if that's the case, if we actually do run into Marvin, we'd have to run into Rita and Edwards. And Make everyone. outbreak cannon. Make all the outbreak shit cannon. So the last couple things yes. I'll mention about um, Resident Evil 3 real quick, lightning fire round. Um, Nemesis no longer has purple tubes. He now has one giant, like, surgical, like, I don't know, machinery tube, which I'm just like... Doesn't have purple tentacles? No. Well, he has purple tentacles, but he has a tube coming out now. And it just makes me think, like, shoot here. That's the first thing I think of. Um, Another thing is Hunter got uh, was revealed. There's a Hunter in the trailer. I'll be happy to show you it. Yes, but blink, you miss it. Yeah, it's, like, very quick. You you barely see it. I don't know if it's the red one or the green one still. Yeah. And uh, was there anything else you guys want to add about Resident Evil 3? Because I think that's it. I'm excited to play it for Liz. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna stream it on hardcore first time? No, I, I play at her house like the Resident Games. No, I know. I'm making a jab at our, our promise those many years ago. It wasn't many years ago, it was two years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. The difference. <laughs> oh, sorry. A year ago, actually. Uh huh, uh huh. Either way. Um yeah, I'll try. This is one that I'll legitimately try. It's gonna be harder for three. More yeah, enemies. but I always play hard mode on three. Well, it only gave you easier hard. So right, like, and I always yeah. went hard. I just think it's funny that they didn't even give you a normal. You always went hard, yes. All right, so um, you keep looking at her. Wait, what? You never look at me that way, senpai. Uh. Either way, um, so we're gonna move on from Resident Evil Three. There's plenty to be excited for, but we will have to wait till we see more. We're um, eventually gonna get a demo. Yeah, so we're going to have to do this a little bit shorter than usual because we don't have that much time. But uh, any games of worthwhile anyone want to talk about that they've been playing? I've been playing Left 4 Dead, a- a.k.a. World War Z. Ooh. Uh, it's basically Left 4 Dead with a cl- uh, class system. And there are way too many zombies. At one, at one point in the game, in a round, I killed 1,155. Oh my god. It reminds me of Dead Rising. <laughs> there's a lot it's it's fun but yeah there's there's a lot like the swarm mechanic is really interesting hmm. and the way they climb shit and yeah you you do need good teamwork because if you just do easy mode on that it's a cakewalk you know you have mm-hmm. ai partners and everything it's everything's fine AI in, in the most basic easy setting mm-hmm. but as you progress through it it's just Oh, man. I did with two. It was me and another guy, and we were at level five or six, and we're... Yeah, because there's perks and all that shit, because it's modern gaming. Well, I mean, that's left Z dead for you. (laughs) Nice. And uh, we were just losing constantly at this one level, and we were just playing on normal. There's easy, normal, hard, very hard, and you must die. Okay, Ethan must die. Well, the Ethan was not the first one. It was fucking Dante, the first one. Dante must die mode. Oh, that? that's true. But anyway, yes. What was the movie? Good, There's a good, movie, too. Good reference. Yes. Steve, Steve Harrington? No, that's no, the guy. No, John from... dies at the end. No, there's a movie about three, four like girls that... Um kill this one boy that's like cheated on all of them or something. It's like a stupid oh, high school Sean drama. Oh, Tucker must die. There you go. Sean Tucker must Sean die. Tucker. Yeah, he was the first, obviously. <laughs> no, it was still probably Dante. Dunte. All right, well, that's World Z Dead. Um, that's what I've been playing. Yeah, I'm, we're going to do games. So, Liz, games, anytime? Um, I've been anything? switching between 
the story mode for Smash, Splatoon, and Tekken Seven. Tekken Seven. So how interesting is it to have like those those guest characters, Negan and Geese and all them? Um, it looks pretty weird to have Negan there, but I mean, he he looks fun to play. I've been mm. mainly just being Katarina. They like animate animate the shit out of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, that'd be Tekken. Yeah. You said who again? You mean? Uh, Katarina. Katarina. I forget which one's that one. The Brazilian. Red She's head. Brazilian with all right a focus on legs. I stopped on like Tekken three, so maybe I'm missing a character because I like haven't been in the series in so long. But uh, okay, cool, cool. I I'm trying to think because when I think of Katarina, I'm thinking um. Christy because it's CH. Christy's in it. <laughs> Christy's in it too? Yeah. Is Eddie in it or Eddie yeah. and Christy? Both of them? Yeah. Cool. Tekken 7 has a huge fucking roster. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Tekken Tag because that's when they had like the biggest rosters come in because it was like everyone. Right, and it has so. the Marvel, the Switch. What? The tag team, the Switch. Oh, the Marvel. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay, two yeah. 2v2, 3v3. I was going to say, yeah, no. Where's I really Marvel? did like that. I used to do, um, when I was a kid, I was really cheap. I did Devil Jin and Unknown. And it's like two boss characters because fuck you. It's stupid. Um, but anyway, um, Tekken uh, and Smash. Story mode for Smash, you are a braver soul than I. I <laughs> just finished the first part of the story. Okay, I'm like right at the end and I can't finish it. I just get lost on that giant world map. Or did you finally get... Wait, did you get at Galim the huge um, like angel thing? Maybe. I'll have you see mine. Because I know I'm like right towards the end. I've almost unlocked everyone. So I've got to have something. Okay. I think. In any case. Uh, and games for me, I basically just did um, Final Fantasy IX. I streamed that. Um, it's a little tiring to read all the voices, but it's a fun time. I'll tell you what. Uh, and then I played some Dissidia just on the off time. Any movies or anything, Adrian? Uh, movies, no. Unfortunately, I was watching Knives Out, but 30 minutes in, the theater lost power. Yeah. So I have to watch it because I'm really intrigued by it. It's really interesting, but I can't give a full review until the end. Hmm. Um, Maybe it was part of the movie. <laughs> like the, the, the blackout. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Well the knives timed out, by the we're director. Out for the blackout. Blackout for knives out. Blackout for knives out. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Oh my god, you should do that on Twitter. You'd probably get some traction. But uh, just watching Sopranos, and I gotta get back into JoJo. No, oh, as we all do. Liz. Um, uh, for movies, saw a lot of movies lately. Actually, not Ooh. not a lot of like new movies. The only new movie that I actually saw was The Irishman on Netflix. Ooh, okay. Everything else, I finally saw Infinity War and Endgame for the first time. Oh wow! The How to Train Your Dragon two and three, and the all and the trilogy for Deep's movie. Shout out to Michael, thank you. Damn, that's actually a that's a large platter of films. Damn. Yeah. And how does it feel being so kind of late behind on Endgame and, and Avengers? I feel nothing at all. I, <laughs> I totally understand that. I'm always late to things as well. Like when Minecraft got big, I got into that way later. So like, I didn't feel any sorrow because it's just like, well, I enjoyed it when I enjoyed it. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't really take away from anyone else or anyone there. But yeah, but you missed out on the huge things. Like, yeah, but I got to enjoy it. Right, so I'm assuming that's kind of where you're coming from. Did you like it actually in the end? 
um, I think Infinity War was a better movie than oh, yeah. Endgame was, um, mm. but ultimately, I had a good time watching it. Hundred mm. percent agree. Yeah, I think that's the usual consensus. Like everyone thinks that the that Infinity War was just a better structured film. Um, the the newer one. Wait, which one was the second one again? Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, sorry. Endgame was kind of more of a narrative mess, but with the time trip, you know. It was just like, look, moment here, moment here, moment yeah. here, moment here. Fan service, fan service, fan service. Yeah, but at least the fan service made somewhat of some sense, unlike the dark days <laughs> of Suicide Squad. Uh, Why are you always doing what about it? It's the great example of a no, movie you're that's always doing a what about It's not. How is that what about Like, we're t- the subject is Endgame. When did I say what about blank? That's not applying to anything I'm saying. Oh, so it's only a what aboutism if you include the word what about? Kind of, yeah. See, what I was saying was that Endgame was good, but it was not Suicide Squad. How does what about even matter? I'm not saying, yeah, well, what about Suicide Squad? I'm not saying that because I think Suicide Squad didn't match. It was not implied. I was implying that it was a good movie unlike Suicide Squad. That's not a what about. That's unlike. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, (laughs) movie-wise, I'll just say really quick. I didn't see any movies, per se, but I did rewatch the real Silent Hill experience. What's the real Silent Hill experience? I'm glad you asked. It's a series of videos by Twin Perfect uh, about the Silent Hill series. Oh, yeah. It is literally, and I know this is probably going to scare off a lot of people, I think it's something like five hours long, something like that, five to six hours long. And it just keeps getting more, the more details in there. But um, it's really extensive and I love watching it because it, it gives me like a nice, you know, trip down memory lane of what Silent Hill story is as a structured thing. And I, I think the, the editing's done really well. So while it's not a movie, it's definitely as long as one. Uh, and I do I do recommend it. It's a good burner while you're just like working on something just to have in the background. Unfortunately, my job does not allow me to interact with the internet. The same. Womp womp. Well, my job involves the internet, so. You're lucky. We're lucky. Huh. Luck doesn't even begin to describe it. It's the power of Silent Hill. Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) Anyone read any comic or anything like that? Um, no comic. The only thing I've been reading has been The Witch of Portobello. Witch of Portobello? What's that? Uh, I can't remember the author's name right now, but it's a series of, like, fake interviews all focusing on one particular individual who Mm -hmm. is a a spiritualist. And people call her eccentric, but she's, quote-unquote, they're trying to fulfill the purpose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so it's it's kind of like supernatural what's the other genre that i'm tying with this like how does it present that in a scary in a happy in a romantic way what kind of genre is it okay the well the author is pablo Colho. that's the same guy that did the alchemist okay see unfortunately i'm unfor- I'm, I'm an uncultured swine so you don't read? I, I read back in, in grade school, uh, but I stopped reading. Back in grade school. I know. I used to be really into reading back in grade school. I used to love the Dexter books. 
Dexter books? They're really good. No, dude. Dexter, the fucking Showtime show. Oh, the serial killer. Yeah. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. I've heard nothing but bad things on the ending. It's season one through three is okay. And then everything past that's pretty terrible. But the books are really good, save for one of them, which is Dexter in the Dark, which is fine because they retcon in the next one. (laughs) Google just tells me fiction. Fiction? That's the genre? Well, you're reading it, right? I mean, there's nothing like super supernatural that's going on. Anything that would have been seen as supernatural has was later explained as the girl was just aware of her surroundings so to try to save her family she made it look like Mm -hmm. like she was like experiencing like visions or like a message so maybe that's part of like the actual dynamic of the book where you're trying to determine whether or not it is supernatural and then the book is systematically going no that wasn't but maybe this like see you knew where i was going with that (laughs) but you know what the vavitch actually just shows their hand at the supernatural shit like don't spoil you know um yeah, it definitely shows a hand. <laughs> Gonna cut that off. Uh, anyway, uh, so comic-wise, Adrian, you said nothing? Wait, comic? Right now, unfortunately, uh, I was reading Christopher Priest's Deathstroke run on my DC app. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's not great. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's it? <laughs> That's all I've been reading. Oh, okay. How many comics I've read? No, I thought that I was expecting more for some reason. Goddamn arc. (laughs) Well, I actually was reading Watchmen because my dear friend Adrian has let me borrow it. Uh, He is so kind. So I'm reading it now. And I just have noticed that um, Rorschach, right? It's weird. As someone who saw only the movies, people would talk about Rorschach as like, oh, he's such a cool guy. I want to be like Rorschach because he's like the epitome of like the, what's it called? Um, Oh my God. What's it called where you decide to take justice into your own hand? Vigilante. Thank you. The perfect epitome of vigilanteism. He's like Batman or something. And reading the, the comic, he's a terrible, terrible human being willing to excuse a lot of shit just to sort of have his perfect ideals not be tampered with. Right. Like, that's an American ideal. Yeah, but he hurt people, but he was American. It's like, okay, cool, man. Thanks for writing off everything. Patriotism. Yeah, and that definitely even comes through with the comedian and all that shit. So it's just kind of like I'm learning about uh, these characters that I saw in the movie in a much more in-depth way. You know what I mean? That happens with the comics. Once you start reading what actually happens in the comics, if you're comparing it to the film, Mm -hmm. a lot more goes into the actual books. Mm -hmm. It's weird because I'm sorry to, I mean, because I just, it's weird. I noticed as I was reading the the comic and looking at the art, the, the art itself, unlike the other comics that Adrian has let me borrow, the art itself is very, um, cinema uh cinematography no cinematic oh there you go duh it'd be uh very cinematic everything looks like it's shot in a film the lighting the specific angles it doesn't look like traditional comic angles if that makes sense from what i've seen at the very least and i just noticed that especially that segment where rorschach is looking out with the with the flashlight it does darkness and shadows in a way that i don't think i've seen comic books do it so i thought that was interesting that's that's kind of why Zack Snyder, uh, when he did the movie, he literally copy-pasted the, the comic. He said mm. it was already cinematic enough. 
I, I can see, see that. It's a copy and paste. I feel like it. I there were scenes that are in the book that I don't remember in the movie. But then again, maybe I should see the movie. No, I just want you to finish the book so you can watch the show. Uh huh. Okay. Well. Uh. All right. Well, I'll be getting to that. I'm almost there. I'll be done with it very soon. <laughs> I'll be taking Marvels back today. Yeah. All right. See, I'll be. I'll be. Wait. Watchmen's DC, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They never did any crossovers with the Watchmen characters. That's its own universe. I wouldn't want that, right? Doomsday Clock, the two-year event that is wrapping up this Wednesday tomorrow. Really? Is the crossover, is the crossover between Watchmen and DC. That's that, weird. That was the story that the entire reason that the New 52 even happened because Flashpoint, quote-unquote, was the when that ended was supposed to go back to how everything used to be. But something went wrong. The new mm-hmm. 52 happened. And why did the new 52 happen? Quote unquote, because of Watchmen, because of the Dr. Manhattan specifically. Really? And his giant blue dick. Well, obviously, it's where he harnesses his power. But um, I'm just thinking because it's it's so weird. It's like Joker, um, the Joaquin Phoenix movie, where it's like, I would never want that to to okay because watchmen from what i've read is obviously a commentary on vigilantism and superheroes and people dealing with the stress of living as a superhero and this is me not even finishing the book that's really interesting because most people take it as a deconstruction of the take of superheroes in media well it is in a way it, it, it is both and what i'm saying as well because it is that as well it just goes to show like these things have long lasting effects on people who do live out their entire life cycles as superheroes and where that leaves them and there's a whole other thing to it that i feel is so not in the place of any other comic book story so yeah but that is what makes the fight so good okay. you have the construct of what it is to be a hero and then you have the deconstruct of what it is to, to mm-hmm. be a hero okay because like beyond dr manhattan who who really stands up to the rest of like the universe in that regard because the other ones are more just real people you know, holding up to this title as opposed to being superheroes like that. As far as I'm aware, they primarily main Dr. Manhattan the villain. <laughs> I would hope so. He's the fucking... Maybe Rorschach in like a Batman always think ahead sense, but yeah. But interesting. I, didn't, I had no idea that they would even do a crossover of Watchmen. Hmm. Damn, Watchmen's getting a lot of play then. Like a TV show, a crossover. Oh, and they've had a lot more comics in the past, especially when they came out with Minutemen... And then before Watchmen. There's a thing on Minutemen? Yeah. No shit. I'm reading about, well, obviously, in the chapter that I'm talking about, they bring up Minutemen. So I'm like, that's like a past team that they were back on. So that'd be interesting to see that firsthand. It was the team before the current team of Watchmen. Right, right. But there's an awful event that happened then, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's... Wouldn't you want to see it all played out in comic book form? I guess it was better as a plot you know element in developing the relationship between silver specter's daughter and rorschach when they meet up with dr manhattan in that room it's comedian not rorschach no rorschach meets up with dr manhattan and the girl that's silver specter's daughter the, the 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 thing you were talking about well hopefully talking about 
is Silk Spectre 1 and the comedian. Yes, no, that was the action, yes. But Rorschach afterwards, conveniently going, yeah, well, rape is whatever, though. Like, and it's like, oh, okay. But the daughter of Silver Spectre is there. And what did I say, Silver? Yeah. Okay, Silk, my bad. Silver Surfer. Um, but no, it, it it makes that conversation, it gives me more on to who that character is, who the daughter is, and Rorschach, how he feels about things and how callous he is in that regard. I don't know if I need to see the actual event. Does that make sense? Unless it's handled well. You know, maybe there's well. a point and it's done with a message and a, you know, a whole thing. But, like, I don't need to see the grisly detail. Like, oh, well, I mean, it's not an X-rated comic. Yeah, well, well, that's true. It's not fucking Battle Royale over here. Do you guys Battle Royale manga? Yes. It's so good. So fucking good. But it is graphic in that regard. Anyway, but that's interesting. Um, do you have that, by the way, Adrian? The what? The, uh, the Minutemen thing? No. It's a series of comics, right? It's not. It's, uh, it was a bunch of before Watchmen prequels. I've heard mixed things about it. Huh. Okay, and Liz, have you read it? I've all, I remember only reading the first issue for Silk Spectre when it first came out. And it was a nice little like intro. I remember reading it like back in college when it first came out. Because that's the so thing. Memory is um. not so strong with me. <laughs> But obviously it wasn't that eventful if you don't remember anything in particular. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, but I want to say because I saw it in a different perspective mm-hmm. that I'm not giving it a fair chance to say that. Oh, for I'm sure. For sure. I just find it weird because it's like there's a lot of movies and games where like they want to go back and explain a detail. And it's like that detail never needed that big of an explanation in the first place. Maybe not this in particular, but I'm thinking about something like let's in Star Wars, for example. Rogue One. Sure, that that too. That whole existence of Rogue One where they get the Death Star plans. I was talking more like the training equipment. You know how Luke puts on the blinder helmet and he starts doing the laser with the light the lightsaber? Mm-hmm. In the, in the prequels, they end up making that an official class that you wear a blinder pilot helmet and fight off the laser thing within like two feet of each other where the kids could easily chop each other's fucking heads off. Like shit like that, where it's a needless explanations were unnecessary. You didn't have to explain it. It was better off not explaining because the action itself was fine. You know, but that's a whole other conversation for a whole other show. Um, thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, this has been the Fan Freaks podcast. Um, F A N F R E E K S. Um, Fan Freaks. I want to give a very big thank you to our very special guest, Liz. He's Liz Oak. Liz Oak. Uh, and Adrian, as always, bro. I'm sure that'll translate really well when I edit this and it goes to the equalizer and the compression. I'm sure that that little thing you played off your phone will sound perfect. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Well, I so hope I so, too. perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. Um, in any case, um, if anyone wants to drop their, their info real quick, uh, hashtags and ats, go for it. Uh, follow me at Twitter, uh, Adrian Doodliness. Uh-huh. Follow my art page on Instagram, hybrid underscore tile. Okay, hybrid underscore tile? Yeah. 
Gotcha. On Instagram. You're going to be our first Instagram shout out. Because <laughs> we're not cool enough to have Instagram. <laughs> well, you're gonna, I, uh, I actually commissioned her to do some pieces for me. Ooh, awesome. Actually, that's good. I've been needing people to commission to. For, we need art assets for the show and for all sorts of things. So good. Um, but uh, for the record, I am your ever... Re- um, ever lovely resident evil bone king uh you can find me on twitter twitch and youtube as bone king tv we love you guys very much and we'll talk if, to you next if time you're resident evil am i biohazard yeah you definitely are the biohazard Yay. <laughs> yeah Aww. take a shower